Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. And folks coming off of the victory over the high-flying, unstoppable offense, Dolphins, that was stoppable. We all uh, saw what our defense did and enjoyed that nice victory over the Dolphins there on Sunday night. Now we turn our attention to the division rival Washington Commanders who are coming off a stunning, and I have to say stunning loss to the Giants. I mean, that one caught me by surprise, I have to say, and I know for sure that it caught my guest by surprise as well. And yes, uh, I mentioned on my last podcast that I would reach out for Johnny and see if he, uh, coming off of this loss, he would join the program once again. And he, he held true. He said he would be with us for both games against the commanders this year. And so uh, we'll get his take on, um, on what his thoughts were on the game. I know he was frustrated and I'm going to let him vent a little bit uh, if he wants. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Eagles-Washington game, which will uh, be a home game. Again, for the Eagles, I'm sure, at FedEx Field. Um, I don't know how much of a home game it will be, but I would expect the uh, – especially now that Washington fans might start bailing on the team. I don't know. We'll get Johnny's take on it. So without any further ado, welcome back, Johnny the Commanders fan, to the program. Johnny, I w- you know, I wish we had a little bit little bit more positivity coming into this one for you. But, you know, you're somehow you guys lost to the Giants last week. So well, welcome back to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Yes, that was one of the low water moments of, of fandom recently, for sure. Uh, well, that's just a game you've got to figure out a way to win, and to, to come out and and lay such an offensive egg as as they did is just really disappointing. Yeah, it had to be because I know you were even less high on the Giants than I was. I thought that they would be decent this year. But you were like, they're overhyped. They're not that good. I don't believe in I them. I still don't think they're very good. <laughs> right. Well, I, that's what I mean. I guess my point is that this had to be an ultra frustrating game for you. Oh, it was uh, a gut punch. Especially. <laughs> no, not, no doubt about it. It was a gut punch. So, Especially the way that it went down. Yeah, so just take us through it. What happened? What I mean, obviously, Sam Howell and the offensive line. I mean, it's not. It's hard to blame Howell. Much like it's hard to blame Daniel Jones for all the all of his struggles. When you got no offensive line, it's hard to play quarterback. And I think Howell's yeah. certainly feeling that as well. No, I, I, I think, I think this entire season for Washington is going to come down to the fact that they did not spend enough resources either draft capital or free agency or whatever to, to make the line, the offensive line, at least league average adequate. And, and people that follow this pretty closely, I would include myself in that knew that this was the danger that this was going to happen. Have they had injuries on the line or are these the guys, the starters? They've basically, no, they actually, they've been quite, Injury free to for the most part. Um, wow. It's the same five jabronis that have that have <laughs> that have started every game. Okay. I was kind of hoping you'd say, "No, nah, we've been banged up. We got a couple starters down." But no, these are your no, guys. These are your horses. Oh, these are these are the guys that the front office and Ron Rivera handpicked, and it's on them now because they they can't they can't protect Howell. 
they can't run the ball much. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm absolutely stunned that that Washington was able to score 31 on on Philly four weeks ago. And um, we're, I don't we're see all surprised that by that again. <laughs> we're yeah, surprised by that be. too. Somehow that, you guys that, play as well. That is for some probably reason. that is. I mean, yeah, it's a division game. It's a it's a you know rivalry matchup and all that. I get all that, but that that actually I think was Washington's best played game all year, even though they lost. Right. But we we made Philly sweat that out for sure. all the way down to the very very end. I mean, the Eagles the, against this high octane record breaking offense of the Dolphins, right? They held them to really only one touchdown because the field goal that they got early was because of Hertz's fumble that gave him the ball yes. basically just outside the red zone. And then the sure. pick six. Right. No, yeah, the, the Dolphins scored essentially maybe 10 legit points. Yeah. You could even argue seven. There wasn't a single there wasn't a single score in the in the first Washington Philly game where Washington had a short field or a fluky turnover or anything yeah no they, they were legit points absolutely yeah they, no that's what i'm saying that, yeah. I, that's why that's why this giants game the other day was so frustrating and disappointing because i've i've seen them i've seen washington play a good a really good team well well and, a better defense we got a better defense than the giants do yeah no i know i, I don't know what from a game planning standpoint or whatever happened to get to get them to the point where they were just letting Howell just get murdered back there. And and it's not and it's not from it's not from a lot of injuries on the O line. It's really not. Wow. It it's it's just not a good line. Definitely not. I mean here's I'll just give you a little uh, I don't know if you know where these stats, but David Carr owns the season single record for being sacked the most times in a year. With 76, with <laughs> 76 X so far through seven games, Sam Howell has been sacked 40 times. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's about to shatter to that record. Obliterate it. Yes, I know. <laughs> Poor yeah, Sam. He, he, might, he might get to a hundred. And he's like, going to play I'm the Eagles defense this weekend. He's probably going to, this going to be at least probably another five sacks. And then, and then they still have to play Dallas twice and the Niners. <laughs> He might, he might hit a hundred. That's what I just said. We might hit triple figures. Oh, did you say that? that, that Sorry, I, didn't, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could go to the century mark on sacks, and some of it is on Howell. And that, I mean, like it's got to be. Sometimes before, it's got to be. Yeah, he must be whole on ball. I, I've, I love Sam Howell. Full, full disclosure again. He, he's a Carolina guy, UNC guy. I mean, that's my, that's my alma mater. I've been watching him since he was in high school in Charlotte, where I grew up. Right. I, I love the guy, but that right now seems to be his one fatal flaw is that he just doesn't react quickly enough to sometimes just chuck it out of bounds and go to second and 10. Don't go to second and 18. Trying to do too Don't much. Don't take the sack. Yeah. Just chuck it out of bounds and live to play another down. Right. And that, yeah. that, was a, that was a problem at UNC. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, pro- a problem that he overcame when they had a decent line, but his his third year, his what I mean, his it was his junior year, but he he played three years as a starter. Yeah, and and the line was much much worse, and it 
obviously showed. He took a ton of sacks in college. That's probably why he fell to a fifth-round draft pick instead of after his second year, there was a lot of talk that he could have been a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Well, I, I still think he. I still think he throws. A, he's a better passer of the football than than Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett, both of whom were drafted in the same class as him, way higher than him. Well, to your point, going back to that Eagles the first time round, you remember that pass play that uh, McLaren was just out of bounds because of the safety's arm. Remember that oh, play? That was chip. an amazing throw. That yes, made. that back that back shoulder throw was beautiful. Yeah, I still think I still think that wasn't the right call. I well, mean, I, I, mean I, I can I, see from a Washington standpoint, it was very tough. I, it could I think I, I think I, we agreed think to say were, that whatever they called on the field, it was going to. It's going to. Yeah, it was. And I I still even in, even in a couple of the slow mos, and I even sent you the screenshot from one of them. Yeah. I could I could see a little bit of green from where his toe was. It's from still where. hard to tell. I see. I know what you're saying. It is. There's another no, angle is. where you can't really see it, the green. It's there. just such. It was just such a. Yeah, I think whatever it's it was on the field, they would have stayed with. It was. It was third down, so it it was either going to be yeah. first down. Yeah. And and a real good chance of scoring there or punt. I mean that that. If it would have been on first and ten, okay, yeah, okay, you got two more chances to, right. to get the first down. Right. But that was because of where it happened in the game. Yeah, I mean it, that was that was probably the game deciding play when and and it didn't been. help matters didn't help matters when our all pro punter yeah. decided to shake <laughs> his only bad punt all year. Yeah. To give you the ball back on back on like the forty. Yeah. Instead of instead of pinning, you know, pinning the Eagles down deep and yeah. giving the defense at least a fighting chance. I mean, right. You know, Jake Elliott still drilled the field goal. I mean, he's he's money. And we also talked about your your Rivera, who's usually a, an aggressive play caller. Yeah. Not, not going, going for, for the, the two point conversion to just end the game. I know. Which he's know. usually like known for. That's like has been his, his mantra. Riverboat. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually the that was that's what I was wondering what might have happened in the Giants game if if this past week if had they scored right it was fourteen to seven yeah touchdown makes it fourteen thirteen is he gonna he's gonna kick and go for overtime or is he gonna just go for the jugular and go for the win and and the thing he used to say was that he would he would go for the win on the road, on the road. and play and play for the tie on. Right. At home, and both and of those games are on, on the road. Exactly right. My point exactly. Yeah, I, I guess we will, I, we'll never know what he I, would have done in the Giants. I don't, I'm just going to be honest. I'm I'm so done with Ron Rivera. I I can't wait to get a new coach. Yeah, well, and whatever new, he does against new, the Eagles, though, he seems coach, to have new GM. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm he not does seem say to scheme I'm, the Eagles I good. Want, I don't want them to. Lo- I don't want them to lose this week, but I. Of course not. I'm a fan right. first and foremost, but I, I, I just I'm ready for a change. Getting I've, to the I've point where it, if it means enough, a total regime I've change. A, I've seen yes, a, a reboot. If it, if that means going five and twelve this year, and having our quarterback get sacked a hundred times, <laughs> so that so that the new owner you just hope he stays in one piece though. It. You don't want him to get hurt. Well, no, I know, he, and he's the odds of him starting seventeen games are. Looking slimmer and slimmer. He's obviously a tough uh, guy, though. I mean, he's been sacked forty times. No, this he year. is. Yeah, no, he's start. he's he's. I mean, he's definitely 
you know, he's not a, a shy guy. He he will get out there and put his body on the line and always has. That is an average that, of over more than five, almost six sacks game. I mean, that's it is. That's no, it is. It's it's just an incredible amount of, of contact of, of hits. Wow. Unprecedented. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, no, it, it is unprecedented. Wow. I wonder, I mean, they would have to probably win this weekend for them to potentially, because the trading deadline is coming up. Where if they thought they still got a fighter's chance, and then you have a C, and let's face it, there's it's pretty top heavy. You got two or right. three really good teams, and then everyone will be fighting for wild cards and all that. And if, if Washington can win, then they'll still be in the mix. I mean, and you wonder if they'll nine, go out. Nine, and, I, I, I'm I firmly believe that nine and eight is going to get a, that last wild card spot. Yeah. So will Washington, to my point, then or to that point, will Washington try to you know trade? You know, you see the Titans are starting to get rid of people. Maybe they'll trade with like a team like that, who's kind of having a fire sale, and and grab some, get some offensive linemen in there to protect Howell. One one can hope. I, I don't I don't know how their I don't know what their mindset is. I I, I would love to. Yeah, think you literally could say that because this is a brand new front office, so you really have no right. idea what they would do. I know, right. Yeah, I mean, unless Rivera makes uh, the shot, calls the shots, I guess he kind of does, right? So would it be yeah, his call? Yeah, he, he actually he has yeah he has the final roster say. The same but is he Belichick. the GM too? Does he like make the calls for a trade? Is that him also? Yeah, he's got final say on. Oh, he on does roster. Okay. Yeah, he does. Now they have a they have a executive VP of personnel or whatever they call him. Right. It's one of the it's one of the guys that he used to work with at Carolina named Marty Herney. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Rivera is, and he's one of only a couple of coaches in the league that has this. He has final roster. Andy Reid's the only one I know of that has it. And yeah, I, that I was thinking Andy maybe Reed and Belichick, Belichick. I think Belichick too. Yeah, yeah I, those are yeah those are I think those are the that might be the only those three. are the only three that I know of for sure. Yeah, Sean Payton might have gotten it in Denver. Yeah, he may have. I don't know though. He, I'm not he sure. yeah. Um, that that's the only other one that I can think of recently that might, um, but yeah, yeah, Rivera has final roster say, the ability to green light or red light trades, you know, or trading draft picks or moving yeah. up or down in the whatever. In but the here's draft, the thing, all though, that kind of stuff. Right, but here's the thing: even though he has, you know, one of those coaches that has all those rights, he's now under new management. So you wonder if he's feels handcuffed right. or reluctant no, or hesitant. I, I to do anything that he may want to do. I don't know. Honestly, I feel I feel like Rivera is kind of just mailing it in right now. He I think he's kind of resigned to his fate. Like so you, they're gonna they're gonna win seven or eight games and yeah. he's gonna get fired at the end of the year. His whole staff is gone. Yeah. And and you could even tell there was a there was a point in the game against the Giants where I think it was late third or early fourth quarter, third and five you know the the clock the play clock is running down and he just sits there with his arms folded and lets the clock run out get the delay of game penalty instead of running to the ref and time out time out time out like like get in the game like it make us act like you actually still care about this because yeah. it just it really feels like he's checked out yeah like he he knows he's not going to be the coach next year Win, lose, or draw at this point. I mean, unless they go on some magical run and win ten in a row and go to the Super Bowl, which I mean, I 
I got a better chance of getting struck by lightning if I'm walking out of my house tomorrow morning for that to happen. But <laughs> I just, I just think that yeah. it looks his body language, his, yeah. his kind of re, his resignation in the press conferences. I, I just think he's, I think he's just kind of done. Yeah, I think he's just checked out. He's, he's going through the motions and I think the team deserves better than that because there is talent on this team. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. firmly convinced of that. I'm going to talk about some of your talent here in a moment. Before I do, I'm going to take a little break from Washington talk. Okay. Um, because I don't want to go make this podcast go too long without mentioning the breaking Eagles news this week about the uh, acquisition. Howie working his magic, reaching out to the Titans once again, who already were generous enough to give us A.J. Brown, and have now given us their two-time All-Pro safety Number 31, Kevin Bayard, uh, which really upgrades our secondary because we have been so dinged up at the safety position especially. And this guy is an immediate plug-in upgrade. And I am super excited to get this guy in here. Um, first of all, number 31 is like my favorite number. And I know this is this is really not really irrelevant to much of the conversation, other than just me personally. But there hasn't been like a really good number thirty-one since like Wilbert Montgomery with the Eagles. I mean, we're going back to like nineteen eighty. Oh, that's the eighties. Way, way back. I mean, honestly, because I follow who wears number thirty-one for the for the Eagles. There's been a few decent players. Uh, Witherspoon played, you know, was thirty-one for a little while, but really, the number thirty-one uh, has not been, uh, has not been well represented in my opinion. And then I'll have an all pro coming in. that's going to be wearing number 31. That for me, just makes me smile even more, but yes, Kevin Bayard. And apparently allow he's going to be, he'll allow be, me to speak, allow me to speak for the rest of the entire NFC <laughs> by saying that we hate the Tennessee Titans. We love them. despise them. We loathe them. We wish that franchise would just dissolve and go away and never be seen or heard from again. Uh, where did they, where did they sign Derrick Henry for our short down and red zone? Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, <laughs> that's probably coming. I'm kidding. I'm wondering, if so. Howie's, I'm wondering if Howie's got like incriminating photos of, your, of the Titans GM's wife or something. Well, here's the thing. It's a new GM because the with. other guy that made the A.J. Brown deal got fired. <laughs> probably with good reason. <laughs> so this is not the same guy. Now what what did they? I, I did not actually see the trade terms. What did they give up? They gave up. What, what, um, did, what did Philly? What did Philly give up? What in terms of draft picks? A fifth round and a sixth round pick. <laughs> Are you serious? And they also gave away uh, Terrence, um, uh, the freaking safety we got from the uh, Steelers in the offseason. The heck is his last name? Edmonds. Terrence Evans. Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds or Terrell Edmonds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah, he wasn't even. Playing no, he's not even that good. Was he? He's he's like yeah. an average average player at best. You know? Okay. Yeah. So Terrell that's, Evans. That's a, Yeah, I was calling him Terrence a, Terrell Evans. That's uh, a steal. <laughs> and a fifth and a sixth round pick. <laughs> yep. For a two time yeah, all pro. I mean, Howie must have some kind of Jedi mind trick thing going on because he just seems to always pull this stuff he off. Pushes the right buttons, man. He really does. Got to give him a lot the of rest credit. of us. The rest of us are jealous and and angry at the same time. And guess what? He'll be suiting up this weekend. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be waiting for an errant pass to... from uh, Howell yeah, because he's going to be under just duress. It's going to say either two sacks or two picks. He's or make an immediate impact and get a couple picks. Um. 
yeah, so had to obviously mention that before we get back to the Washington no, Eagles match. That's fair. I, I I did hear about the trade. I did not hear what the what the comp was. Yeah, and, and I obviously and didn't expect you to be excited about to, it. Like for them to get answer. for them to get for them to get that for uh, that's that's a highway robbery. And those picks weren't even Eagles picks. They were picks from previous Howie trades with other teams. So that's oh wow, okay, so a little extra, right. little extra props for Howie. So you so you didn't even. Ha- Burn any of your actual own draft capital. Correct. They still have eight picks next year. Yeah, including two second round uh, picks, one of them being the New Orleans Saints. Which so that might be a high okay. second round. That pick. might be a that'll be a mid second. Okay. That's, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. The Saints are what's their record? I don't even know what it is right now. They have a couple are, wins, maybe. Are they three and four or four and? Three, Do they have two three and four, wins? Three and four. I don't even know. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you could check that really quick. Um, New Orleans is three and four. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it might be a mid round pick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's middle of the pack. That I mean, or they could go on a run and they could end up ten and seven, and they could be they a wild card. I mean, yeah, there there's a big scrum in the middle of the NFC right now with a bunch of there is not very good teams that all they need is a couple of. They need to get a couple of wins, and Washington's one of them. But I tell you what, three and four. (laughs) That is why I was—I personally was disappointing in your Commanders last week because you guys had a chance to drive the stake through the Giants' season. It would have been over had they lost that game. Now the Giants—you breathe a little life into that organization. I'm still not concerned about them, but you could have ended their season. You don't need—you don't need to be. But now all of a sudden, they're now a threat. Yeah, they're only one game back, and they got a game in hand on the tiebreak. Right. Yeah. Even though I mean they're they're clearly one of the two or three worst teams in the NFC yeah. first for the first six games of the year. Now you guys have to beat them in that second game at home. You got to beat them there now. No choice. I mean, well, we had to beat them. If we had well, yeah. I mean, Sunday. you should have beat them. But I know. No, it. it I I've. You can probably tell the change in my attitude from the <laughs> early earlier games when we were talking about this on the, yeah. on this podcast. I I just I'm kind of resigned to the fact that tough loss. New 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 owner, new GM, please. New coach, please. Still jury still out on the quarterback. He he might be the guy. He might not. If they if they taint enough to, to go get one of the top two or three quarterbacks and draft them, that's not going to hurt my feelings either. Yeah, because a couple of really good ones out there. Um, yeah. Here's the, here's the um, including your Carolina guy, another Carolina guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. When I say Misery Monday, do you know what that means? Misery Monday. Or Misery Monday after after the well, oh, just Misery Mondays, plural, or yeah, a, mis- plural. a single Misery Miser- Monday? Misery Mondays, or Misery Monday. I guess it could be either or. Do you know okay. what that, you know what I'm, you know what I'm uh, referring well, to? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that half the teams in the league are miserable because they lost, and then half the teams are happy because they won, but. This comes from, uh, you know how my, you know how Matt lives down in Virginia also. Mm-hmm. So he told, he tell he told me just earlier tonight before we, we started our podcast, that the Washington sports talk radio down there, uh, they have a segment apparently that they call Misery Monday. 
So I'm like, well, I'm going to bring it up to Johnny. I'm going to have him on the podcast today. So are you aware of what he's talking about? I, I'm actually not. And oh, okay. I do, and I do listen to a decent amount of DC area podcast and, and live radio, but I, okay. I'm, I haven't specifically heard of misery Monday. Yeah. Tell me right. what that means. Yeah. I, I, I don't know other than basically it's just a segment that they have because typically the Washington's losing on Sundays. And so they so have a segment a, called, it's just a, yeah, I guess they call it misery for Monday. Of, for lack of a better word, a bitch session. Yeah, I guess. A, yeah. Yeah. Fans come inventing and they vent about the team. Commiserating and, over how bad things are. Yeah, apparently. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going on what he said, but I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll mention that to Johnny and see what he's got to say about that. So I don't I, know. Maybe you guys I'll, just don't listen I'll, I'll to the same station. My, I'll keep my ears open and see if I can, if I can okay. get any more in, insight onto that. But I Good. can, I can understand why. Right. Right. Uh, I, I know that. I mean, there's no there's no real reason that that this team should have lost to the Giants and especially gotten blown out by the Bears three weeks ago. Oh God. But I mean I blown out blown out. That's yeah, that, 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 that was one, when Fields the, went the off. Giants right? lo- the Giants loss was frustrating. The Bears loss was absolutely humiliating. That yeah. was the possibly lowest point loss in twenty years. Yeah, that had to be. So it, it truly was. Well, there is someone else that we got to talk about that is absolutely sick and tired of Misery Mondays. And that is your starting defensive all pro, Jonathan Allen, who absolutely Ooh. went off on a tirade to a reporter after the game saying he's sick of this crap, you know, kind of swearing, sick of losing, mm-hmm. really kind of going off after the game. It sounds like you're uh, aware of what I'm talking about and saw it. So, what, do you, what is your take on uh, obviously the frustrating? Frustration is getting to the players now. No, it totally is. And and Jonathan Allen is the quintessential. I mean, he's he's been a team captain since his second year. Yeah. He is the absolute leader of the defense in the locker room. Not it's not even debatable. He is the most respected player on the team. Yeah. Without without question. Except yeah. Terry McLaurin. It, him and Tim and McLaurin might be one A and one B. Okay, but those are the two guys. And for him to come out as verbally, yeah, angry and incensed as he did, I mean that really tells me as a longtime fan, these guys aren't buying into the coaching anymore. Right. They're not buying into the to the roster management. They're not buying into the to the each week game plan they they're it's a, it's about to implode i'm afraid so his I mean, quote was um, his quote was I'm sick of this it's been 7 years of this shit yes yeah cool. he came from alabama he won oh yeah he's used to titles. winning he's a winning pedigree guy yeah. yes right and and then the next year they drafted deron Payne, his his right. teammate and and they you know he won another national championship after Allen left. No, I. And you remember, I, it was starting to fester last year. Remember last year as well during the season, him and Payne were going at it in the sidelines. Yeah, but I thought that was more like a kind of a big brother, little brother having a little tussle. They, oh yeah, I, but I'm just saying. I, I, I understand I think, that it was an isolated think, incident, no, but I'm just saying but, frustration but no, wise. Fr- frustration, yes. Yeah. Frustration wise, yes. Yeah. When when the defense is. The defense gave up 14 points to the Giants. 
that's enough to win. Oh yeah, most of you. 80, 80 or ninety percent of games. You Absolutely. give up fourteen points, you almost always win. Right. True. And and these guys are they're playing, you know, forty more snaps than the Giants' defense because Washington had seven punts in the first half. Yeah, that's literally crazy. they they against had, the Giants. I can't even believe that's even. <laughs> no, it's like a NFL one thing. It's a record. good team, but not against the Giants. I mean, come on. Yeah, they weren't playing the '85 Bears. They they right. hunted seven <laughs> times before halftime. Jesus. And and and, I mean, to to the to our defense's credit, it was still only fourteen nothing at halftime. Right. I mean, they were probably the gassed. offense doing absolutely I mean, they, nothing. Right. I mean, and and then and then they got the. They got the fluke when Shepard muffed the punt, and they had a twelve-yard field, and they scored a touchdown. I'll give them credit for that, I guess. Right. Uh, and and then it was fourteen to seven, and then they stopped the Giants five more times, and the offense couldn't get one more touchdown to 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 get back in the game. Yeah, and they also have to see when they're on the sidelines. The obviously the offense not going anywhere, and their quarterback can killed on every play. Yeah, no, right. I mean, the the again, it all it to me everything really comes back to the fact that everybody that watches this team as close as I do knew that the offensive line was a huge problem and they went and got second and third tier players in free agency and didn't spend any first or second day draft capital on linemen. Uh, you just and, stole some of my thunder because that was going to be the next question. I was going to say, what did they do in this offseason to re, you know, do something about that line? Because it was bad last year. And so you just, they, you just they, kind of answered that they question. Let, they let Eric enemy bring in Andrew Wiley, who was his starting right tackle for, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, for the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. But he was the worst offensive lineman on that line for the Chiefs last year. He gave up more pressures and more sacks than anybody else. Did you so have to mention him. the Super Bowl winning Chiefs, by the way? Did no, you have to say that? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I forgot hey, what, what's the number one rule we my, learned at uh, the company my, we worked at, right? Audience. Know your forgot audience. My audience. <laughs> forgot my audience. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. All right. Andrew Wiley, they signed him. Uh, they, they signed the center from the Giants, and their offensive line was atrocious last year, too. His name is Nick Gates. He's been okay. below average, and and and, I, and the fact that the fact that the Giants were just willing to just let him walk without even trying to re-sign him should have been a pretty big red flag. So, in other words, he's been a gate to your quarterback. Yeah, it's a turnstile. I mean, they're just they're just so ironic. His last name Gates. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, very good. I didn't even realize that. I was wondering um, if you're gonna pick up on it. Yeah. So yeah, there there just has not yeah. been any they should have drafted a first rounder or pick at least once in the last two or three years on on a a, a stud yeah. O tackle. I remember the game we were at last year, the Washington game, the first time they played, I think the Eagles had nine sacks on Wentz that game. I know, they did. Yes, they did. I was going to say the offensive line wasn't even good last year, Jeez. and you could argue that they're worse this year. Well, the statistically, and, and it looks did, like it. They just—they're at a record-breaking pace. Yes, right, right. I mean, I will say that Heineke probably 
just from being as gritty as he is, and and he probably saved more sacks than than in situations where he probably could have been sacked. I'm, I'm don't yeah. don't misread me. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback. He's not. Where is Heineke? Is he still with you guys? No, he plays for the Falcons. Oh, that's where he went. So who's your backup who, quarterback? Who, Jacoby Brissett, and oh, we're starting right. okay. to hear we're starting to hear a lot of rumblings like maybe we just let Sam sit for a few weeks and, and, and get beat figure up. this. Yeah, and let let Jacoby get beat up. And, I mean, let and Jacoby let, get beat up. Yeah, yeah. Let let Howell lick his wounds and watch you know watch the iPad and see how you know still develop and learn, but not get his you know brains knocked in. And I, and I don't think I don't think Rivera is there yet, but yeah, I mean if if he gets sacked another seven or eight times this week, I I couldn't I wouldn't say that it would shock me if that happened. Well, speaking of sacks, I've got some stats to throw you because obviously one of the strengths of the, your team is your defensive line, mm-hmm. and of course you got you, you know from past discussions that I'm uh, I've always been a fan of. Uh, Young. Chase Young, and of course. He's, he's having a good year. I mean, I know it's been a while you had to wait on him to get back from all his injuries, but he does have five sacks right now. Uh, Sweat leads your team with five and a half, and Allen's got three. For the Eagles, Reddick has five and a half sacks. Sweat ha- uh, has five and a half sacks also. And then Jalen Carter, and I had to bring this up, because Jalen Carter has missed a game this year, and he has more sacks than Allen. Oh, I know. I just wanted to. I, there, I, just, I had to sprinkle that in there. There was a reason that when we <laughs> were texting on draft night, that, that the nightmare scenario was that Jalen Carter was going to fall to number nine to the Eagles' pick. I told you that, and when Seattle passed on him, now Seattle did end up with a great player. Yeah, Willis was a great player. Yeah. Yeah, Devon. <laughs> he, he we both so loved good. him. We both loved him yeah, too. Yeah, he but was. Yep. When when they passed on him at seven, I knew that Jalen Carter was going to fall to Philly at, at nine, and I was extremely unhappy about that. Right, but we talked about this. Now, yes, you can blame Seattle, but the Bears—they're the That's team the that that, that had the chance to pick him right before the Eagles and decided Agreed. to trade with the Eagles, allowed Eagles to pick uh, move up and pick him. Mm-hmm. I know. So, and, and I, obviously, I, the Bears can certainly use him. Yeah, think I mean, that team's horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, right, no that. That's why the Bears are the Bears. Yeah, I mean, they're even though one dumb of their wins is like against that. us, they're still only two and five. Yeah, that was a dumb decision. I mean, we we're we're very happy about that decision that they made. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy is better than I even thought he was going to be. I mean, to have this guy already, you know, six games a season because he's only played six, have three and a half sacks mm-hmm. at defensive yeah. tackle as D tackle. Yeah, as a D oh, tackle. Yeah. Again, more than Allen, who at, we know Allen's 20, a great at, player. Right now, at he's 21, got at twenty-one years old. Twenty-one years old. He's played one less game than Allen, and has more sacks. No, no, he. And he knows how to take a even, dive. That's almost that's almost not even fair. <laughs> and he knows how to take a dive well, as he did on Sunday night. <laughs> that was one of the best injury. dives, and I love his response. He goes, "He learned it from LeBron James." <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. That's what he that's said. Great. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, we learned it from watching LeBron. Um, and he was actually probably serious when he said that too. He, I think he was. Joking. He did it. He did kind of answer seriously. Yeah. 
um, so let's get to the injuries. Um, not not a lot to talk about injury wise for the Commanders. I don't even know if this guy's a starter, so I'll just you know give me a comment on each one of these guys because I don't know if these guys are okay. really you know if this is a big or injury or not. Co- okay. uh, Cody Barton, your linebacker. He is a starter, and actually, I I hope he's back because the David Mayo is the guy that replaces him. Okay, and I don't like him at all. I mean, well, I, I, again, I hope that uh, we're we're recording this on Wednesday, so obviously there's two more full days of practice, and okay. you can't really go too much on this earlier report. Like I typically do the show on Fridays, um, to just so you have a better idea. But he didn't practice today at all. Um, now is is it concussion or is it? It's an ankle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, again, I'm only saying that's, this because I of mean, the potential for these guys to miss. That's not ideal. I mean, he yeah. he's not a he's not a he's not Ray Lewis, but he's been a pretty decent player. Okay. Like I said, I want to get I don't want to put you in a panic mode at all, yeah, but right. you know, just because he didn't practice today doesn't necessarily mean much. If he goes back Thursday or Friday. He'll be playing. Yeah, I knew that. He, I knew that he went out in the in the Giants game early, and did he the, come back? What the the yeah? No, he did not come back. And the and the play where Saquon took the screen pass and went thirty yards for the touchdown yeah. was against his was against his replacement. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's well. That's that one might be one for you to monitor then. Uh, the yeah, week. that's a concern. Uh, let's see. We have Shadig Charles, your guard. Sadiq Charles. Yeah, now he's actually been one of the a little bright spots on the offensive line of in in the that's like wow, so you could ill afford to not, lose him. That's Excuse poor, yeah, that's poor that's that's poor praise. That's like well, I know the bar's low, but uh Yes. No, I, I don't want him to not play this week. That well he's got a calf missed. injury and he didn't practice today. So Okay. Yeah, right. game status on all these people is unspecified, so there's no no uh, demarcation okay. as far as what their status is. I yet. mean, it, it, I'm almost at the point now where I would say, well, who's his backup? Let's get him in there. He can he be any worse? I mean, yeah, may, yeah. I mean, the answer is yes. He probably could be worse, and that's even more frightening. But maybe not. Uh, we'll here's see a, about him. Here's an interesting one. So your cornerback Kendall Fuller, he didn't practice today, but his injury it says NIR. What the heck is that? Ian? N is in Nancy I R, and then it says rest next to it. Oh, that means not not non injury related. Oh, there we go. Okay, now it makes sense. So See, that's why we bring gave, you on. They here, probably Johnny. just gave him a veteran a veteran day rest. Must be. Yeah, just says yeah. N I R. That makes he's sense. Earned, he's earned that. He's been the best corner on the team. All right, that makes sense. Non injury related rest. Okay, yeah, that's got to yeah. be what it means. So that's why we bring okay. you on here, John, to bring your knowledge, man. <laughs> um, I just pulled that out too. I wasn't even. Yeah, I, but I that's that's definitely got to be. I've it. never heard. I've never heard that acronym before, but it yeah, does make sense. That's definitely it. Okay, so um, Curtis Samuel got a foot issue. Did not practice. <sighs> I don't like that. I like Samuel. He kills the Eagles. He kills the Eagles. Yes, he's been scoring touchdowns. He kills the Eagles. Yeah, I, if, if that's a that's a big miss if he can't play Sunday. Well, again, that doesn't mean he's going to be out. I know it's I know it's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. it's just Wednesday. Okay. But he did not practice. Those are, those are the four guys that did not practice today at all. 
the next guys are limited. Sam Cosme, your guard. Yeah. Like another yeah. offensive lineman. Got a hip issue. Limited practice today. Okay. Um, Cole Turner must be your backup tight end. Ankle. Tight end. Yeah. Ankle, limited practice. And then full practice today, but they designated injuries. Jonathan Allen, knee, but he practiced in full. Uh, okay. Jeez, oh, these names are worse than mine. Phil Darlin Mathis. Did I pronounce that right? Fid- Phil- oh, Fid- Fidarian. Fidarian. Okay. okay. Now, what is? Yeah, I'm curious about this one because he full, he practiced in full, but it- he's got a calf. Issue. All right. Well, I mean, he hasn't played all year, and he didn't play at all last year. He was our second round draft pick. Oh, a year well, it ago. looks like he's if he practiced full today, this, then he's going to be back. I, it sounds I, like we've been. I've been waiting to get him back on the field. I want to see what he's got. I mean, all right. He, so that's somebody who hasn't been playing all year for you, and it probably no, looks like he's suiting he, up this weekend. He got he got hurt in the very first game in 2022, missed the whole year, and came back to training camp, looked decent, got hurt again, and didn't play all <laughs> so far this year. So. so he must have tore his calf muscle? I mean, that's the only thing I could think of would keep him out this long. Yeah. Must right. Have tore it, right? I, I would think so. I mean, the fact that he had a full practice today. Full practice. Yep. Is, is very surprising and, and potentially positive. Well, I would think you'd have to think he's going to be starting. Why would he practice from full and not play? I don't know. Well, because he plays, he plays D tackle, and and Allen and Deron Payne are the starters. Right, but, but wouldn't you rotate a guy got, like that if in? We've got some, yeah. If we've got some rotating depth to come in, that's definitely helpful. Right, uh, and then okay. Montez Sweat has got a finger, and he's full practice. Something with his finger. Now for the Eagles, and this okay. is, I have to say for the Eagles, this is the shortest injury list I have seen all season for the Eagles by far. Usually, it's twice or three times as long. But for the Eagles, they only have three guys designated with injury. Um, Bradley Rohde is a guy that just picked up a couple weeks ago from the Saints. Cornerback, he's our slot corner. Shoulder injury, did right. not practice. Uh, and Milton Williams, who's our – talk about a guy that's a great rotational defensive tackle for us. Milton Williams, this guy is so underrated. Really good player. He's got a heel injury, limited practice today. And then Reed Blankenship, our uh, starting safety, who's missed the last missed last game against the Dolphins. He's got um, a rib issue. He practiced in full. So it looks like we'll not only have Mr. Kevin Bayard making his debut this weekend, but our starting safety will go right alongside of him and read Blankenship. So there's some good news for you there, Johnny. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thrilled. Contain your excitement. Um, All right, so that's the injury report. As of Wednesday, keep that in mind whenever you're listening to this podcast because if it's later in the week, then the status of those guys most likely will be uh, far different from what what I just read to you. Um, All right, so let's talk about this. I just want to get your take as an opposing divisional rival fan. If I was to tell you that through seven games this year, A.J. Brown has 809 receiving yards. I'm not being an Eagle fan for as long as I have. We're not used to having wide receivers with these type of numbers. We've had McNabb through his whole career had garbage at wide receiver. Even, um, you know, Cunningham, he had some decent receivers. You know, Mike Quick obviously was really good. Fred Barnett was a pretty good player. Uh, McNabb had nobody until one year with T.O. I mean, we've to see a guy with not even halfway through the season have 800 yards receiving already. That is amazing. It just kind of jumps off the page, you know. Um, I know that you're, you know, you already talked about your dis- 
you know, despising the Titans <laughs> organization and your disdain for them trading AJ Brown to the Eagles. For giving you but this guy's just been him un- up to a platter. I know he's yeah, been unbelievable. His best game of the year was was the first game against Washington where he had a buck seventy five and two touchdowns and well, that's forced right. us to and forced us to bench our first round draft pick rookie well, that's corner, right. Yeah. Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. who looked, who was crying on the sidelines yeah. after yeah. his last torching of Brown. Yeah, he got yes. in that game. Yeah, yeah, he got benched and deservingly so. And and I'm I'm not giving up on him as a as a well, no, I mean, guy, hey, AJ Brown is tough for anyone to cover. So. Yeah, that's a, he's a, yeah he's a ridiculous cover. And yes, they. I don't. Here's the other thing. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I know they mentioned it in the Sunday night game, um, but or the, yeah, the Sunday night game is that if he has, and it's going to be up to your team, by the way, to contain him. Now you just said that he gave up 175 off him the first game, yeah. but here's the thing: if AJ Brown gets over 125 yards this weekend, he breaks Megatron's NFL record. For, for most 125 consecutive yard games in a row. Yes, I know. I, are you going to bet the under? I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, especially I, after, I, especially after the I, first game. I, I, I would say that that record is probably about to be shattered. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't. Well, think, think about I this: am. even if he has 50 less receiving yards than he did the first game, he'll still break the record. Yes, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> hey, no problem. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, I'm hoping that we bracket him and make Devonte and now Julio, I guess, beat us. Yeah, he's going to be sure slowly they, and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure they, and I'm sure they can and will. That's another one that that. I mean, why not? Yeah. To to to, to get Julio Jones and. Have him replace Quez as your third guy when Quez has had a. He's just always hurt. The guy's season. just been hurt. Yeah, he just had, and even when he's been in there, yeah, he hasn't he's just he big drops, big drops. Yeah, he hasn't been very well. It played very well. Speaking of drops, I want to get your take on a guy that I know you've been very high on in past episodes on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff, but myself, I've also acknowledged this guy's like been a touchdown maker. What's going on with Johan Dotson this season? This is possibly the most disappointing player on the team this year. I mean, legitimately in the Atlanta game, which Atlanta, which Washington did win. Fortunately, he dropped a absolute wide open dime that, that, that Howell put right on his hands. It wasn't, he didn't even have to stretch for it. He didn't have to die for it. It just, bounced right off of his hands and it would have been a walk-in 60-yard touchdown and then last week in the in the Giants game fourth and fourth and five at or yeah fourth and five at the seven yeah this is the ball game Howell Howell miraculously avoids yet another sack (laughs) on Thibodeau and and puts a ball right on his hands again at about the one and a half yard line, yeah, he's already going out of bounds. He, he would not have scored there, but there was still forty something seconds left. It would have been first and goal inside the two, and it just literally bounced right off of his chest. Like wow. the the thing that I bet that I was before the last four weeks, 
that I was most impressed with him was, was his catch radius. Like he never missed balls. And I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with him. I really don't. And, and for it's for a first round draft pick, it's starting to look like not only is he losing confidence in himself, it seems like Howell is losing confidence in even trying to throw in the ball. Yeah. That ultimately is what happens, you know, over time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you, you keep doing it over and over and then the quarterback's going to start looking elsewhere. Like I I hate, I hate that that's happening because I thought this was going to be a breakout year for him. I had extremely high hopes and, and I don't know my, my son who you've met and we went to the, went to the, uh, the last Eagles Redskins game in, in DC last year. Right. He is, he is now derisively nicknamed him Jahan Dropson, which is (laughs) terrible, which is terrible. But he's, he's like, he, he can't keep making, he can't keep dropping balls like this. And these aren't, these aren't, well, he can for one more weekend. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be okay with him dropping him one more weekend. If he improves yeah, after that, he, that's fine. But uh, he did he did catch that ball in the end zone on the last play of the regulation that send the game into overtime. Yes, I know. In, at the link. That was a clutch that, catch. That, that was Dotson, and he ran a beautiful route. And and was. Powell threw Powell put the ball perfect. I mean, Perfect throw within millimeters of where it had to be for him to be the yep. only one. Yeah, that he was could the only catch one to catch it. it. It was a great play. I mean, as much as it, as much as I yeah, hated seeing it, it was a great play. Literally, that could have that could have been a, the play that ultimately helped him win the game. Yeah, you would think that type of play would really give him confidence. Well, you're saying he's been struggling exactly. since. I know. It, since. It's. I, I. I hope it's. I hope it's just a little brief sophomore slump. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not ready to give up on him. I think he's way too talented. Well, I wouldn't give up on him yet. either. Yeah, I'm not I don't s- think – I don't – I'm not I'm not feeling Jalen Rager vibes at this point. No, he's, he's already done more than Rager's done in his career. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> well, okay. So, okay, no, I, maybe you I, know. That, was that a sore subject? Uh, but, no, but because I, he's I not mean, a team anymore. The only in thing terms, that makes that sore is that they drafted of, him over Justin Jefferson. First round, yeah, I know. that's the only in thing that makes first sense. First round draft picks, that first round draft pick receivers who were ab- the absolute biggest bust ever. I mean, he's probably the one, isn't he? I can't think of anyone that that busted. I mean, the Eagles worse. have had a few wide receiver busts. I mean, but he's got to be yeah because he was drafted he, in the first round. I mean, even Freddie Mitchell did a lot one, more than one one spot ahead of Jefferson. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing that really makes it painful because they drafted him over Jefferson with with an expect to the Vikings. Right. Somehow, no, the front office thought that he was better than Jefferson. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Jefferson was still on this team? <laughs> I, I mean, we wouldn't have AJ Brown here though if we had Jefferson. So I doubt it. You, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't need AJ Brown. Yeah, that's. What I mean, wouldn't have made that trade. You would have taken you would have taken that first round pick that you that you gave him and drafted somebody else. Well, here's the thing. Sure. Yeah, here's the thing. More than likely, if they had drafted Jefferson, Mika Parsons would be an eagle because they would have drafted him (laughs) instead of Devontae Smith. Yeah, that's that's pretty good revisionist history there. I I, mean, I can't argue with that. I think, yeah, because because they yeah Dallas traded up with Philly to. To get yeah, he was yeah, on the board to get Parsons. And Eagles have would have had a huge need, and you know how they love to draft defensive linemen, and 
man. Yeah, more than likely that would have been the case. Holy smokes! But that's okay. The Eagles are still done okay with their draft picks. You're doing okay for you're doing okay for yourself. <laughs> All right, we got about. Uh, let's try to wrap this up here in the next uh, few minutes. So we'll, let's get okay. to the uh, the all important prediction time. So now the freaking Commanders. As all of us Eagle fans know, no matter how bad you guys look or how bad of a season you're having, somehow you guys always seem to get up some, you know, most of the time. I mean, there have been some blowouts here or there, but most of the time, the commanders play this play, play tough. this tough. Yeah. No, so I, I get it. Um, yeah. So, so what is your uh, about this. what is your thoughts my, on the game? The last for the first game. My prediction was 27 to 10 Philly, and I was clearly wrong. I, I'm still in shock that Washington scored 31 points right. in regulation on Philly, and I and I I'm not sure that they can do that again. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a closer game than I predicted last time. But I still think Philly's gonna win. Um, okay. I am thinking. I went 27 to 10 last time and it ended up being 34 to 31 in overtime. Right. I'm going to say Philly 27 to 17. Okay. I'm going I still think Philly I still I still think Philly's going to cover Eagles, the spread. Eagles will win. Okay. What is the spread of the game? Uh I, last I last heard, game I it was it like was, 9 points or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty big. I think it's around seven. But let me let me see if I can find it. Yeah, they're probably giving you a few more points because you're at home, right? But um, I can't find it right now. That's all right if you can't find it. All right, I'll give. You, yeah, I, while you're while you're looking for it, I thought, it, it, I thought uh, it was. A, I thought it was around seven. Yeah, I'll keep looking. Yeah, while you're digging it up, I'll give you my uh, my take. Actually, it's six six and a half. Six. Okay, so you're right. Yeah, so about yeah. three points. Yeah, you typically the you know you'll see Vegas move three points, um, based on home or away to the home team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Um, I think the Eagles are starting to play better as the season's going on. I mean, I, I was really impressed with how they played, especially defensively. Against the Dolphins, yeah, that's um, seventeen points for that team against against that team is that's yeah. very legit. Yeah, so I, I think that you know again the troubles that you're having with the offensive line, I can't see getting any better this weekend. Now you actually did pretty well. I think it was because Howell got rid of the ball pretty fast that first game. I remember him getting rid of the ball pretty quickly. So he if, he, if they do that again, if he's able to do that again, then this game might be closer than I'm thinking. So. I know it was very tight the first time. This the way that the, I mean, this could this this game could go one or two ways. Um, I do agree with the thought and the theory that you're that teams are never as bad as they look one week to the other. So even though right. Washington looked terrible last week, they are not as bad as they played. And same I thing. Think you're with, right about that. Right. So. And just same things with teams like the, like the Dolphins when they scored 70 points. They're not as good as they played that weekend. So it's a week-to-week league in a lot of sense. Now, there's definitely teams that are better than others and, and are going to win more consistently. But I guess my point is I'm not going to put a lot into that that performance by the Washington last week against the Giants, and I expect them to play better this week. 
But I also predict the Eagles to play continue to play better as these as the weeks go on. They're getting healthier. Like I just went through, like I said, this is the shortest I've seen this injury list the entire season. This team's getting healthy. We've now got a safety, not only just a safety, we got an all pro safety. Now, I don't know how much we can expect from him in his first game. He's got to learn the defensive right. schemes and everything. So. Right. But um, it can't be any worse than the guys we've had in there. We've had scrap heap guys playing, and, you know, we've been hurt so right. bad back there. Right. So that's got to be an upgrade. Um, I mean, A.J. Brown went off on you the first game, and he's been unstoppable since. I mean, nobody's been able to contain him. So, you know, can this rookie come in here and suddenly shut him down? I mean, you kind of answered that question earlier. You're not expecting it to happen. I'm not. Um, so, man, it is in Washington, but again, I expect our Eagle Nation to be represented, uh, you know, and have a pretty good turnout. I don't know if it'll be as much as it was last year, um, but I th- I would think a 50-50 split is possible, you know, so I don't I know how so. much of a home field advantage there will be. It won't be that much of a home field advantage. Yeah. I know that. So I'm going to go – now, Jalen Hurts, by the way, we haven't talked about this, which is kind of surprising. It's the end of the show and I almost forgot to mention it. Uh, Jalen Hurts is dinged up. He's not 100%. And we found that out last that. week. He was gingerly running. And, uh, you know, we found out that he was hurt not last week, but prior weeks. So he's keeping that injury under, you know, close to his vest. But now he's now it's everybody knows that he's dinged up. So he's not playing at 100%. Um, he's been turning the ball over more than – Certainly did last year. Oh, a lot more. Yeah. Now, some of them aren't his fault. He's actually – he's got more picks than Howell. Yeah. Some of them are not his fault. I mean, I would say half – he's got seven picks. Half of them are deflections. Now, you know, ultimately, he's still I mean, going the, the yeah, record. Yeah, those but, are that's – a, that's a fluke. And, yeah. And, so, a lot and, of them are kind of fluky like that, but he also has made some bad throws. I mean, let's – I mean, about half of yeah. them are definitely on him. So – He's been a little more reckless with the ball this year and certainly turnovers. And, and again, Washington's one of those teams that seems to get turnovers against the Eagles. Um, so, I don't know, man. I'm having a trouble trying to really – I do think the Eagles are going to win. I'll get that out. Not like picking against them like I did last week. So, any fans that I may have lost, <laughs> my audience, that because I picked against them last week. I actually did pick the Dolphins to win uh, for the first time this year. Yeah, so I'm not picking. I do think the Eagles will win. It's just a matter of how do I see this kind of game going. I don't know. I just – see, now the comments by your defensive tackle, Allen, could go one or two ways. Either it just – either it ignites the team or it's like, man, if our leader's saying he's sick of this crap and then, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I don't know well, which yeah. way the kind of wind's blowing in Washington right now. Um, uh, you're, I don't you know, the coach you're telling me is kind of just, kind of just, he's just going through the motions. Packing it in, yeah, he's packing it in. I mean, that just kind of leads me to believe that the Eagles. Now, here's the other thing: you're also the game before the Cowboys, so the big, big game on this Eagles schedule they have circled a hundred times is the following week. So, is this a potential trap game? Potential for the Eagles. That's Maybe. another thing they got to think about and consider. Uh, I don't think so because I think because you guys scared us so much the first time we played you. I mean, if that game was like an Eagles blowout or, you know, we won kind of handily, then this one could be yeah. more of a trap game. But I think there because you played no, us all the way to the freaking – Yeah, yeah there was could, nothing handily about that Yeah, game. and you could have beat – you could have won that game, let's face it. I mean, you could have won that game. honestly, yeah. And, there was uh, a couple of mill, 
there was a couple of millimeters difference between that ball yeah. being considered out of bounds right the McLaren catch. Blankenship's arm yeah right and and catching it and us going down and scoring and winning it exactly and I think we were fortunate that whatever they called in the field which happened to be incomplete for us that yeah. that's what they went because I don't think yeah. they had and, and, it, and it, there wasn't enough to overturn it yeah I, I so if they called that. that complete uh, they wouldn't have, uh, there they wasn't, wouldn't have there wasn't enough to overturn it to make it incomplete I agree with that I agree with 100% on that and, yeah. and so it's man I'm so that's a long-winded way of saying, what's the score? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I just got to <laughs> I gotta spit out my reasoning now, you know? You, 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 I know, it's taking me a while. You've dragged, you dragged this out long I have, enough. I have. What, I, what we've actually gone is? over the hour mark, so I have to really cut this short now. All right, so okay. let's go. Uh, because 31 is a prevalent number now that we have Bayard on our safety, I would go 31 Eagles and 20 Washington. 31-20, final. Okay. Eagles. So you're so you're picking a cover too. Yeah. A, a cover as well. Yeah. I'm I'm twenty seven seventeen. You're thirty you're thirty one to twenty. Yeah, one extra point, I guess. Difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Yeah. I mean I, I think those are pretty reasonable and Yeah. I hope I hope we're both wrong. <laughs> all right. Well any uh any parting comments uh and, and before before you go there, uh thanks again for coming on. I know it was tough coming off this loss to the Giants and Having to having to face a, an Eagles audience here uh, for the upcoming game. No, that's but yeah, I don't. Yeah, the the Giants' loss is just par for the course. It, yeah, if it if it if it ends up contributing to the final goal, which is to get a real GM who will hire a real coach, and they will have real different, you know, different responsibilities to build a roster that can win and compete for playoffs and Super Bowls, then I'll take it. Um, I'd say final, I'd say final comment. um, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if you see Jacoby Brissett at some point in this game, whether it be by getting bitched or whether it be by Howell just getting annihilated and, and, unable to play because of injury. I think this might be if it's if it's twenty four to seven in the third quarter and Howell just isn't doing anything, I wouldn't be stunned to see to see them yank him and put in Brissett. All right. Interesting. Interesting take that's, there. That's a that's a a hot take that may or may not turn out to be the case. I hope it's not because I do still like Howell, but Right. Um, it that's something that uh, it feels like the leash with with Howell's gotten a lot shorter. Well, because of, because of all the sacks that he takes. Interesting take. Interesting hot take. And of course, as the Eagles Eagles fans amongst us all here in the audience, we all hope that is the case because that would mean that we are sacking the crap out of him. Yes, that means you're yeah you're <laughs> annihilating. <him>. Yes. <laughs> so with that, Johnny, thanks again for joining us on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. I, it's hard. I can't say good luck to you. I can't. But let's uh, may the best team win, as we like to say. And uh, for the audience, thank you again for tuning in. As always, Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff, Johnny, Commanders fan. Thank you for joining us once again. Always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, fly goes fly. Let's go to seven and one, and then we go on and welcome Dallas to the link. Till then, take care, and we'll catch you next time.